gonna ask you how Carly Rae was, but you're dude. sick. You were sick, dude. <laughs> Honestly, and I couldn't make it either. I was like, shit, that's. I went with. I went to all of my Carly Rae people. Like I, it was like an hour before me and Christine are just sitting down, and I, I literally, I just look over and I'm like, I can't go. I was that's like tough, every. Man. I was like every fiber of my being wants to go and then christine was also not feeling great thankfully she didn't it's just a day little not feeling great she didn't get what i've had but uh it was such a bummer that's a huge bummer because huge then bummer. i made the mistake of looking at videos of the concert and it ended and i don't know if it was all of them but this was her last stop on the tour as well she's going oh, to she's going to europe oh. in 2023 oh man and I think she released like confetti during the drop oh, of cut to goodness. the feeling to end the concert. I'm sure, I'm sure. Now I think she might've done that as the other concert I went to a couple of years ago. I'm not, I don't remember, but brutal man, a brutal loss for <laughs> my health. Honestly, that more than anything that's happened made me really real reevaluate my life. <laughs> <laughs> like that night, <laughs> that oh, night man. I go through like all my sleep data from my, uh, my watch, uh, yeah. my my Wythings. Um, and I was like, oh, every month this year, my sleep quality has decreased. Every month from, and it started bad in January. Oh, <laughs> like man. it started in the yellow is what it's like, like seventy four, I think, and that's like seventy five and above is green. And now I'm at sixty. <laughs> And then I'm looking at this Jesus. the night I don't go to Carly Ray, sick as a dog. And I just look over at Christine and I was like, I think this might really be a huge factor in how my whole year has been. And she goes, Yeah, you think? <laughs> well, I was when like, you texted well, me, I I'm like, I was like, I hadn't looked at it that way before. Okay. I didn't even know it kept all this data. <laughs> when you texted me, because you had like told, like we had talked and you're like, oh, I'm feeling a little sick. Um, yeah, we had played a little bit of Call of Duty, which we'll get to. Um, and and you text me and you're like, "Hey, I I'm not feeling. I can't make it. Can you take these tickets?" I know. And I was like, "Oh shit, he's sick, sick. That's that's a huge bummer." Yeah, I, I felt I felt for you. Yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure. it was it was a bummer. I will say, hey, if you've had COVID and you might have long COVID, because I definitely, you know, self diagnosed i mean you look at it and it's like oh yeah that's exactly how everyone feels right now yeah, yeah. uh and if you also have asthma and if you have already been thinking this entire year after you had covid hey breathing is harder what's up with that uh and there's really no reason for it other than you had covid and then that happened since and then you get this like thing that's going around the entire world that isn't covid um, it's going to fuck you up. <laughs> like I literally could not breathe oh, like for three days. Like, uh, I had to use my inhaler that I only use like oh, once a year. That. I have asthma. I have asthma too. Uh, and then I, I ended up having to get steroids. I got like all the behind the oh, counter shit. I, I just literally went to a Walgreens. I'm like, just start at one end. Get a big bag, just go down to the other end. I need all of that. I just uh, don't want to feel anymore. Hell but that's yeah. finally, oh uh, finally started feeling better. Um, but Dude. yeah, man, you know, it cut to the feeling, and that feeling was sadness. <laughs> Brutal. 
brutal. <laughs> uh, you know, people are always like, the sleep thing I haven't really had a problem. In fact, I, I'd say since the summer, my sleep has gotten better. That is, on top of like physically feeling a little bit better since I started working out. And... And, you know, sleep. physically, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> she, she, she. <laughs> My sleep is like the one thing that has like actually improved. I've noticed like people are always like, oh, if you're like depressed or like have deal with depression and anxiety, go work out. You're going to feel so much better. It's like, that's bullshit. You don't actually have depression if, if working out makes you feel better because it doesn't. Um, if you feel depression sometimes or you feel depressed, activity getting out yeah absolutely helps if you're actually like ill not so much um but my sleep has for sure gotten better uh which which i'm like you know what i'm i'm grabbing those positives which is nice and that's not uh (laughs) guilt you into (laughs) maybe going to the gym or something oh no that you sleep better i didn't consider it that okay uh, good good because uh I mean, also just sleeping is always good, I think. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think a lot of people. <coughs> sorry. Sorry. There may be a cough or two. There may be a it's, cough or two. I'm sorry. Okay, Here, hold up. Hold up. He's getting a good one in there. Muted and everything. Yum, 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 yum. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, colds, they ebb and flow. Uh, and at night, they get bad again. It's very annoying. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't thinking that you were shaming me, Danny. Um, but, I just had to put the disclaimer out there. Maybe yeah. other people that are listening for the first time are like, man, this guy is shaming him. What a jerk. Well, I also think another thing um, that I've been thinking of in terms of depression and health and all that, I'm like, you know, I think there's a lot of people. Don't say I, Don't say what I think. Okay, go. Well, go. I don't know. I don't know. Like, this is my thought on people I know and my own experience. I think a lot of people that took the pandemic seriously. Ah, for all the years for two years basically like really being in a very small circle of people and also not even seeing them that much i think like at least for me i'm starting to think more about how i think that's turned my brain kind of sideways a little bit or maybe just a little off kilter because we don't really we didn't move through space for like multiple years and i think that's really important like working out going to have something after work before work like those used to be very normal things and then like all of it kind of went away when we were in the following the rules basically and i don't know like there's something about being around people you don't know that i do think helps us because we are like communal people um because i went into work today and i was like you know what i do think this might be good for me and maybe doing this every once in a while because I'm moving through space and time. Maybe that's something that, you know, I need to think about more. And some of that might be going to the gym. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it's like a little bit of um, because what I've been doing is less because the office is like hit or miss. Like I'll go in. I don't know. I've, I've averaged like once a month at this point. So it's super infrequent. And it's like nice to break the monotony yeah. of the day of like the routine. But what I have gotten in, in the habit, and Lilia and I have done this t- together, uh, or we try to do it once a week, can we spend uh, a Thursday with some, even if we have like some meetings that we can take at a coffee shop or somewhere else outside of like the house. That's and smart. that also helps because you're, 
you're also getting like you're you're moving you're changing your scenery you're moving around you're speaking to people if you're getting a coffee or if you're whatever yeah just tiny conversations just strike up just naturally because you're around other in a public space um all of those aspects i think are important to consider as well so like if you're yeah. Like me, who was like the idea of like, yeah, no, an office just not gonna happen. Don't do an office. Go do somewhere else. Literally yeah. anywhere else. There, I promise you, there are quiet enough places where, like, if you have to take a call or two during that time frame, you'll be able to do them in peace. Because guess what? Other people are doing it too, and then it just starts sounding like a normal office environment anyway. Yeah, yeah, and you all are listening to lo-fi coffee shop youtube anyways it's basically you're just doing <laughs> you just the real it. life then you could just one. live it yeah <laughs> man you know what those whoever is always running those youtube lives of lo-fi like coffee shop hip-hop or whatever like all of those channels those people are heroes <laughs> truly <laughs> like truly i don't know if it's youtube or not i, I never check but, some of them i'm sure got bought but yeah whatever. it's uh yeah. those things they they never don't slap and Danny, this is the DMGT podcast. This is the DMGT podcast. And I think this is a great transition into what we're going to be talking about today. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. My name is Danny, one of your hosts. And I'm the other host, Spencer. Uh, and today we're going to be kind of kicking off yeah. our yeah, that's correct. kind of the rest of the year podcasts of talking through, I don't want to say best of the year, but our favorites of the year. Um. Because it's kind of hard to say that they're the best because I don't think we've seen everything, listened to everything, touched and teched everything. Like, but these are the things that we've liked the most. Yeah. I mean, I've, we've always, I've always tried to label DMGT's best of like in prior, in the last two years, wherein we've done a similar thing. Last year, you helped. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We're not an authority, but we, I, we do think our opinions are right is basically what we're saying. Correct. Correct. <laughs> uh, and and today we're going to be discussing uh, our favorite albums of the year, our best albums of the year for us. And yes. uh, we're going to have a couple that might overlap, a couple that might not overlap. And I forgot, double check, do you have one that's from not this year, a discovery favorite? I do have a discovery Perfect. from this year. I, so we we'll forgot to talk about that before we got on mic. Uh, Danny? Where do you want to start? I'm gonna kick it off with my uh, discovered this year, but not from this year. They do have an album this year, okay. but they were gonna make my list anyway. So I'm kind of cheating, but still, I, I discovered them this year with a it previous. Does feel like that's cheating, music. by the way. But you know, it's not. I'm not. I'm not including the album from this band in my uh, my three that we're gonna talk about. Okay. So okay. Right. that's how I'm getting around it. Uh, so this band called Gospel is like a very um, kind of like a post-punk, post-modern uh, hardcore punk yeah. uh, a band that, it, that gets really, uh, they're like super mathy and like super uh, jazzy with their instrumentation and the musicality of it, um, of a lot of their, their music specifically. And I've, I just, there's like a real... 
I lost a little bit of like grit in my uh, like rock and roll music mm. that I had been listening to because a lot of the bands that I had like I, I think Bring Me to Horizons like a really good example of like I've been following them for a while like back from their like real deathcore days or, or when when they were doing that type of music and they have evolved and changed gone more they're like one of the biggest bands in the world now um, so it's similar <laughs> so to great. trajectory it, it, to that's, like <laughs> that's truly wild and it's true yeah yeah it's it's, it's just nuts to say that. <laughs> It is nuts because for a long time, like, oh yeah, yeah, I know know them, and now it's like, oh no, they're like legitimately one of the top selling rock bands in in the world, um, which is kind of crazy. Um, but anyways, SRO is like one of these bands. That I'm like, oh man, there's like some grit here because you could tell that the production is a little bit more raw. Mm. It's not as um, as like tightly produced that you would expect from like a more mainstream record. And the interesting thing about Gospels, they've been they've been kicking it since like. 2005 2003 they they rebranded in 2005 to gospel and they had like a pretty big gap of uh music where they didn't really do too much until the last year right so it's one of those interesting things that like i haven't really dug into like the band and kind of why that was but 2005 they released the moon is a dead world listen to that album it was great and then Right as they were like promoting SRO, I saw that in the beginning of the year, technically SRO re- released this year, but I saw a clip online, listened to the album, like, oh man, they've been along for a while and they haven't released music since. Yeah. And then they released SRO, they released a, a recent album. And I'm like, man, this is like a kind of a little bit of a like a blast to the past with that 2005 album. But I was like, oh man, there's like grit here. It's like a little rough around the edges but in the like in all the best ways and all like the punk rock ways that that you like and i'm like man this is this is just interesting fascinating uh, uh to listen to like bring in some of the um like early um mi- or mid-2000s like rock and alternative sounds that s- stole from like some of the grunge stuff and like started evolving into the what we call now post hardcore uh world and post uh, punk mm. and it's just like a really good listen and obviously it led me into the new album and i, I enjoyed that thoroughly but it, they're they're a pretty good band like it's just an interesting like aspect of of them where it's like 2005 here's an album disappear for like 15 years seven, yeah. 16 years and now oh you know what we're back here's some new music and it's good and that's like the crazy thing uh because i i feel like i think i feel like i've listened to the new album maybe uh like a little tiny bit i'm pretty sure i shared that yeah uh sro yeah with you directly the crazy the crazy thing about a band like that so like to to continue your perspective like the moon is a dead world their their first album uh according to wikipedia or our research team um it's considered like a defining classic of screamo and which is crazy and that's like that's like in the middle in the thick of it like emo being very close to the mainstream like under oath is hitting hard around that time taking back sunday they're all in like their second or third album yeah and like their things and like bring me the horizon is around at that point yes uh and big i almost want to say close to when they started softening the edges a little bit getting a little more full in their production 
Yeah. So I remember that being a huge fucking thing on Sputnik. Oh my god. Sputnik music. People were fucking Jeez. pissed about that. So mad. Uh, and I was just like, I don't know. It's 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 still what they do. And I was like, Underos right. doing the same thing. They're all doing that shit. Uh, but these guys just release a classic, disappear. Just Honestly, disappear. Of all of the bands that didn't disappear, I think it's maybe a better move to have disappeared. <laughs> you know? And then you come back and you're like, they come back oh and my God. It. And they hit it. It's yeah. like enough space. Like, and this this part wasn't to focus on the new album, but like, it there's enough of a time gap that like they changed as people. I'm sure, and then mm-hmm. like were able to like, oh, you they didn't go through like they didn't have to deal with like the weird awkward teen phase of yep. like, oh shit, we can't make this kind of edgy music forever because it's not. Or then like the how it's not aging. Like all of right. these bands have like three apathetic albums in a row. Yes. Yes. Where you're just like, and you go see them live, and they're just mad. <laughs> Taking Back Sunday, definitely <laughs> talking about you specifically. Uh, They've gotten better this year. I know, but they I were will so, say, but they were so rough, were, like so many years in a row. Oh I'm my like, god, guys, really, just Adam Lazara, right? Chill, right. like just stop being so mad. There's like two thousand people here, uh, but <laughs> I think they released this album 2022. Uh, um, gospel does, yeah. They're going to tour for two years to remember, remind everybody they're like, hey, we also rock because I assume they do. I don't know. But if they were like 2005 Screamo, it would have been a fun show to go to. Oh, and yeah. then two years, 2025. Now I'm hitting my nostalgia cycle. Moon is a dead world. Make that big nostalgia tour money. And then they just disappear again. They're putting in two years of work to get to their retirement. Good for them. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, no. Hell, it's- <laughs> hell Yeah. That that's why it's like th- th- that's why this one was like my um, slight cheat, but also like no, two thousand five and the big gap and like the story here is like I I can get away with this one and I think I did I did you did what's yours what's your artist that you discovered this year not necessarily their album this year so mine is you know what's crazy as a person not on TikTok I found this through TikTok amazing uh because it happened when me and Christine were watching TikToks in bed. <laughs> um, I just don't have the app. I do watch TikToks, but only once a day for about You're 10 a consumer minutes. By, by association. I am guilty by association. But um, there was this, I think I sent it to you. Uh, there's this TikTok. It's like, this is what Irish emo sounds like. Oh, yeah. Right? And okay. it was like yeah, a yeah. killer <laughs> moment of music. And then so I, it just stuck in my head because I was like, you know, as like the self-proclaimed most emo kid in the Midwest by our friends, I would say. <laughs> that is something you have all called me. And I honestly love it. Super emo um, kid, yep. I was like, I don't know who this is. I feel like I would have known this. This is a female vocalist uh, making just super moody kind of yeah. prog, prog light rock emo. Um, it's thick. Uh, and so I was like, who is this? So the album is called Afterthoughts, and the band is Grey Wind. Um, they haven't really done much since 2017. I think they have two albums, maybe. Um, I don't like. I I typed in. They didn't even like a Wikipedia doesn't come up for them. Nothing. Very yep. quick. Um, and this album is really good. Like it's it's a uh, kind of like surprising how consistently good the album is 
It's uh, one that you can listen to intently and find a lot of interesting stuff. Um, not saying it's like lyrically incredible, but it's not bad. And like, there's some interesting musical thoughts throughout. The vocals are great. Um, a lot of cool harmonies. Uh, weirdly, like close to sometimes hitting me like a little bit like a Coheed can and earlier mm. Coheed more so. Um, and and it's just at the very least, y'all listen to Grey Wind Afterthoughts because that shit is so fucking emo. It's like it is so <laughs> fucking <laughs> classic emo. It's like it is just I gotta let me I need to find you, some lyrics really quick. You got you gotta pull up like and while you while you do that, you ha like immediately if you pull up this album art. Yeah, for, it's for so moody. This, it's like it, it's, it's so like moody. oh yeah, this is straight up super moody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's uh, snow so. on a lake and the moon and trees on fire. It's great. Like okay, so I'm gonna read the first verse because oh, like remember, I'm an ultimate emo fan. I'm not making fun of it. I know that the yeah, music yeah, that yeah. I listen to it as an adult is a teenager's thought, but <laughs> I buried the clouds. I've waited years to slay. If only clarity found me in my last mistake, I rise from the worst, a rest from the depths of this instead. I'm swept onto rocks, a shipwreck. Gotta have a shipwreck in there if it's emo. Of course. Uh, of a course. mess. I mean, honestly, if they say Come bones on. in this song. Cliche, uh, almost. I find myself looking for what I've left back on the shore. Classic. I can't find your face. I follow fresh footprints back to my place. Would you do it again? I mean, silence ensues is one of the lyrics. They say soulless. Roses grown in hell. I mean, it's just emo banger after emo banger. If you need it, it's there. I do also know why they maybe didn't become popular. Unfortunately, they are not very good live in what I could find on YouTube. Oh, and that no, is so important for emo music. Yeah. Because she is doing insane vocals throughout this album. And she can almost do it live, at least from what I saw. But the visceralness that she captured on this album, it's really, it would be so tough for anyone to nail. She does a decent job, but like if they were Haley Williams Paramore level of live performance, they would have been huge based off this well, album. I mean, well, I mean, like even if you think about like, well, one, when you're, when you're so visceral and like, like raw with, with, how you sing a record uh, in the studio trans uh, transforming that into like yeah. a live performance and like through a tour it just screws up your voice like it's really Haley dumb. williams and paramore they don't sing certain songs on tour because they're like i can't i can't put this into the rotation because it's going to destroy my voice oh yeah and there's been years where a lot of bands do coheed that, yeah. will tune down like a half step yes. so that they can, he can a lot of easier. a lot of uh mike hem's recent like yeah their live performances today are like they're they're tuned down half a step because it's just like yeah they're touring the, the Gerard Way is getting getting older like <laughs> you yeah. just can't sustain like all those notes all the time every yeah. single day yeah. on a tour but it's a it's it's a really really good album um I like it a lot we, I need to actually buy it in some way to support them um you threw it on um. On our way to the, uh, we went to a premiere of uh, Banshees of Isherin, which is 
a great movie. Well, also, no, actually, it was a critics. It was a critics, uh, critics screening. Cr- screening. Critics screening because uh, we're of, official here at the DMGT now. Um, and I'm like, on the way there, like, Do oh, you this hear is, that, MeUndies? This Max. This Max. Yeah, MeUndies. We're for real now. We yeah. go to media screening. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We listened to it and I was like, hey, this is an Irish emo band from 2017. It's really good. And you were like, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty good. I was like, well, the produ- I was like thinking about the production. I'm like, and you just said, oh, it kind of scratches the Coheed thing a little bit. I'm like, I hear, I, I recall that. I recall that. Yeah. There, and like little moments like of vocals also. I'm like, ooh, Claudio can like hit that the same way. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but man, hey, check them out. Danny. Those are our deep, deep cuts. Yeah. Deep cuts. Uh, do we want to go with our shared albums or do we want to go surprise each other and then finish with our shared albums? Let's surprise each other and then finish with our, with our shared okay. ones because we know what our shared ones are. Okay. Danny, my, one of my favorite albums of the year is Beyonce's Renaissance. I am at, like legitimately not shocked, but, uh, like surprised. In a good way, in a good way, like pleasantly surprised. Like that's cool. That's cool. I'm surprised too, Danny. Uh, it it was one of those things where like um, it just started to slowly take over what I would choose to listen to. Like in it happened slowly. Yeah, and then it just now is like an everyday. I'm gonna probably listen to half of it at least. Um. For the last like month, um, so it was like something that, for whatever reason, like at the very beginning, I was like, "Oh, this is good," but you know, like I haven't really been like obsessed with the Beyonce thing since, mm-hmm. honestly, since four. That's probably like with Love on Top and Party. Like, uh, I really love that album. I think it's like her best work. Um, and then I, you know, like the whole you couldn't listen to her last one for like a year. Then once I was able to, it just kind of like, I didn't really. Yeah. You know, cause it wasn't, it was, it felt more of a moment album than, than, uh, than this one does. But man, the reason that I'm, I like it so much is because I want to go to this concert and I want this, I want it to just be exactly the album. Yeah. Because I think that might be the best concert of all time. Whoa. Be- well, just okay, because. Okay, you got to elaborate on that. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, so to elaborate on it, it's an album that is basically a DJ mixtape that's all Beyonce songs. And like, it does a really good job of capturing that feeling and making you think that. Like, you're listening to a Friday night radio DJ kind of dance jam. And I think, like, if that is leaned into and people are up for it it might be truly like that's that, okay. 60 minutes of people actually like having joy and dancing in a way at a concert that i don't think i've ever seen but if i think this could be a thing that just becomes a dance party that people just let their hair down and i think that would be an incredible thing to be a part of and i hope that that's what the concerts end up being like if she tours it that way. I just think it'd be so yeah. cool. And like, yeah, as you listen fair. to the music, uh, you're just like, I mean, fuck, man. This is going to be fun as hell. Um, 
I think Cuff It is Ugh. one of the best bridges into a chorus slash like post chorus bridge into other things. Um, probably my favorite since uh, Janelle Monae's. Um, uh, Whoa. You know the song with uh, yeah. Lenny Kravitz's daughter, Zoe Kravitz. Um, I forget the title. Um, but like, <sighs> I, I, I've seen my head in my, in my. But like, Cuff It has that type of energy for me in the sense of like, that's how beautiful I think those moments are. Yeah. Um, I mean, screwed. 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 Yes, screwed. God, such a good. And there's actually multiple times on this album that I thought of Janelle Monet. Um, I think there's a lot of you gotta throw some credit Janelle Monet's yeah. way for yeah. some I of the sounds fair. of this album. Like I'm not saying it's stolen, but I think there's some reminiscence. Like Church Girl has some grooves and um but I just really I really love it. I think there are some criticisms of the album that I think are fair. Like there's so much talking about being a normal person doing normal right. things doesn't necessarily like make any sense for Beyonce. Um, but at the same no. time, I'm like, <laughs> I think she is just, I mean, she's she like, it's like, who cares? It's a fucking awesome sounding Beyonce album where her vocal performances are incredible, truly incredible the entire time. She's oh, doing yeah. shit that any other artist, if they were doing that on an album, everyone would be like, Yo, what the fuck? This is insane. And that's just like a, a given for her. It's it's just her it, voice is insane. Yeah. <laughs> like it it's it's a surprising one for for me. And I say that because it's a very like house dancey um feeling album. And it's you know, not exactly house. And you I don't like are, house music. You're an active hater of house music. You I know say. what it is? I like when pop stars do house music and 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 that was going to lead into the to this this last point that i was going to bring up for for this is uh it's it's everything drake thought he was doing on honestly never mind and us all the drake stuff aside for a sec and it's like i'm fine (laughs) i know i also know how you feel i've made Um, things clear multiple times on this podcast (laughs) i don't disagree i mean that's why fantano followed me um Is that is effectively that like executed, like actually with with some. This is gonna sound brutal, but I don't care. Uh, like with actual like artistic integrity <laughs> and um, like real inspiration, while like trying to like stay true to like yeah. homage to like what that sound is, but also like no, but I'm but I'm Beyonce and I'm gonna do it my way too. Um, yeah, and yeah. it worked. It it worked really well. I agree on like the lyrical content and stuff. Some of it is like. I think that's like one of the things that I thought about first. And we've, we've talked about it with our group of friends too. I'm like, yeah, it's just like sometimes like Beyonce, I don't really need to hear this. So like, I have to turn my brain off sometimes. With yeah, the lyrics. yeah. But other, otherwise like to just like vibe out. I remember like I, I threw it on uh, like that whole weekend as I was like cooking in the kitchen. I'm like, man, this, this shit just like, it smacks. smacks. Yeah. I would say like tracks one through seven, it is a fucking perfect journey. I only say, I'm not saying the rest is bad, but that's usually as far as I get in like a commute or doing something. Um, And I don't always remember to start at the the back half, but like, I'm that girl, weird opening. It's an odd song. And then you get cozy, alien superstar, cuff it, energy, 
break my soul church girl those are all fucking bangers. just like just like, like it's banger banger yeah, banger like, banger, banger. And, and they're not like oh i'm making i'm saying this is a banger but it's really a slow song no they're just all straight up like Here's actual a fucking actual bangers bang <laughs> like uh it's cool shit i loved it i love it um yeah i'm uh that that is one of my my favorites of the year hell yeah dude um Slightly switch it up, but also stay similar to to my uh, discovered band. I'm like on a post hardcore, post punk binge a little bit this year. Phantom Bay is a band from uh, Germany, which released their self titled album this year. First debut album they've they've gone for. Some of the band members are like on other bands, uh, smaller bands in in Europe, in Germany specifically. Uh, but Phantom Bay, I've just like when that album dropped, I there was a couple of singles that I was listening to regularly. And just like the guitars are like nice and fuzzy and like jammy and everything. And then the album dropped and uh it just almost uh without like consciously doing it, it just the album found itself in a lot of my playlists, a lot of my rotation just like since it dropped in like June think something like that anyways what since it dropped and it's like a super cool like uh, like an actual modern version of like punk rock and like post hardcore post punk that we just talked about a little bit with uh with gospels but bringing in like some of the more melodic like choruses that i tend to like gravitate towards like love a melodic chorus love a melodic chorus especially like against a backdrop of like more harsh like verses and stuff uh huge fan i thought the production was like super well done it's like this is like a really good example of like you can tell obviously because they're a smaller band in europe in germany um that it's like homegrown production but also like how much that has progressed where you can like you can still deliver like a pretty high quality sounding album it's truly crazy from home it's anyone crazy how good home produced music can sound now because 15 years ago 10 years ago it sounded like shit (laughs) truly it sounded oh my god everything was like muffled like the 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 bass hissing hiss was disgusting yeah the bass was muffled to shit the mids were barely in in and intelligible at all it's like they Uh, had drum pads on their their drums (laughs) like so they were softened because like they didn't want to wake up mom (laughs) but still like somehow like reverberating through the through the track it was super weird super weird times um this is a super cool, cool album by by this band. It's eleven songs, but only twenty five minutes. Ooh, which hell yeah, you know me, a thirty minute, a thirty minute album. It sign me up. Twenty five to thirty minutes, sign me up. I'm into it. A great listen. Uh, huge fan of like uh, hard to believe in particular is like one of my favorite ones. Yeah, um, uh, on that album, no one likes like their big popular, more popular one. But like this is a band that has what. 3,600 monthly listeners. How did the you, most, how did you find most streamed these, song these is 56,000. It just literally just on my Spotify recommend, recommended on sometimes, my uh, Discover Weekly. Sometimes, sometimes man, man, sometimes there's a gem in there. It used to be a lot better. Uh, not as much anymore because obviously the big record labels push all their shit. Uh, but sometimes you still get like a gem in there. I'm like, man, this is, this is cool. Uh, they ever come to the U.S.? 
I'm absolutely going to go see them. Yeah. Probably going to go try to support yeah. the album here. I will uh, say so they look like this is a really good album. They look extremely German. Uh, Very, oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Super. Unmistakably so, I would say. Um, Danny, I want to just give you, I don't know if I've given you this recommendation, but since you're so vibing on like punk and post-hardcore, whatever, uh, I think we've maybe talked about it. You got to listen to Soul Glow's new album. Soul Glows? Yeah. Dias, Dias, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you say that? Dias, diaspora? Diaspora? Di- diaspora. Diaspora Problems? <laughs> oh, it's so fucking good. Right up. Like, based on what you're saying, if you, have, if you forgot to, like, really give it a couple of listens, <laughs> you're going to fucking like it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, I need to, li- I'm going to listen to Phantom Bay tonight. Uh, you sold me. It's a good album. You, I, think, I think you're going to like that one. I think that one's hitting, like, the right are the, the right overlaps that we have. Um, I'm going to lean into my next one. Do it. Which is going to be The Weeknd's Dawn FM. Oh, I, whoa. I did not. Yep, For real? Yep. Now, I did I not shocked. like this album. We when texted it about it when it dropped. Mm-hmm. And you were just so fucking over it. And I was kind of the same. I, I was not grilling it. This. this is insane. I was grilling it. And I don't know what it was. Wow. And maybe it just needed more time, or maybe I was just uh, expecting too much um, of, uh, shoot, why am I forgetting? Starboy? Star, uh, not Starboy. Um, oh, my God. People are going to scream at me yeah, for not knowing this. Uh, it's late, guys. <laughs> after hours. Maybe ah, I was expecting God, a little bit yeah. too much after hours, especially coming off of like the Super Bowl performance and everything. That was such a great uh, performance so good um maybe i was expecting a little bit too much of that so i think going into this this album like oh yeah this is gonna be perfect it's gonna be like a great evolution there he's gonna lean into some more like 70s type music and it felt like my initial listens were like it just felt like he didn't really commit he didn't really commit to either the full-on synth or the full-on pop synth or the full-on like almost um r&b right electro that that's all the notes that basically I, I texted you. We can pull it up, pull, pull it up I, right now. I remember specifically, <laughs> I remember it so vividly exactly where I was. I was in Arizona. I was just walking around. I was like on a turn in this like craggly little rock road. <laughs> and I remember going, I think this is going to be like the fourth time in my life I'm going to use the word milk toast in a serious way. I remember sending you, this album is milk toast. <laughs> <laughs> and i agreed and, and you then, agreed and then and we kind of just didn't really talk about it that much no again. no which because because why would we why would we right uh this thing dropped in january it's like right at the beginning of the year and then spring into summer rolls around and i found myself listening to take my breath very frequently mm-hmm. and then i li- found myself listening to the big one sacrifice very frequently and i'm like shit do i like this <laughs> and then i went back and listened to the album like oh my god my opinion is changing i think i like this and i think what it was is just kind of letting it be what it is yeah a little bit is kind of what made it grow uh, uh, on me because some of those it, for it's like a it's also another really long fucking it's album so fucking long so goddamn long. It's so long so that is still very much a critique 16 tracks 51 minutes like 51 minutes not necessarily even that long but like six over 16 tracks is just like fatiguing 
um, you could trim five tracks from this. And I can't give you the tracks right now, but for sure there are five tracks you can trim. From. Yeah. But then when I like, like, you know what, let me just listen to it for what it is, really leaning into it. And then over the last few months, it kind of has solidified that. It's like, you know what? I really like the Jim Carrey thing there. It was a little like on the nose for me at first when I first listened to it. And now I'm like, you know what? It's, it's working. It's working for me. I get what he's trying to do here. He kind of like brought in some more of the typical uh, weekend melancholy type stuff yep. into the synth, which I, which I think then kind of like reframed how I looked at the rest of the album as a whole, where it's like, oh, from like a, a more emotionally dark standpoint, mm. um, whereas like After Hours felt a little bit more like aggressively dark um, in like the lyrical content, not so much in the musical uh, feel of it. I'm like, oh man, it's just like I get, I get like the, I understand the album cover a little bit better. I understand like the 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 tonal direction of it a little bit better, and then like sacrifice and take my breath just like our bops they're just straight up bops like they those are like some of the tracks i'm like i liked from my initial listen just like overall like the tale by quincy and then um what was it the the is there someone else like some of these tracks where i was like really like should have just committed should have just committed mm-hmm. um i think it just grew on me and like it, it it sat in a pocket after a few months that i didn't know something needed to sit in and that's why it just it's it's swung all the way back around it's crazy see we can change our opinions on this podcast yeah we're reasonable (laughs) (laughs) we're definitely i was right in we were right in january but we're also right right now is what we're saying yeah we've never (laughs) been wrong and we can't be uh but that that i was i was so surprised danny uh because we have straight up not discussed our picks like at all no Uh, no and i think you were definitely like you didn't even you haven't talked to me about the weekend since january i'm (laughs) i'm truly shocked what a well because i was a little like embarrassed i'm like shit he's gonna be so mad but also this is gonna be a perfect discussion for today do you know how many times danny in my life i have not liked something and then it becomes my favorite thing yeah most of my favorite things <laughs> most of my favorite things in my life oh, i initially started to not like and then i right, realized right. oh it's maybe because i loved it too much and i got scared so i ran away right right <laughs> like i was like oh, i'm not ready for this <laughs> um but kind of keeping on the potentially surprising pick journey we've been on uh my my next my next favorite album of the year. And I went back and forth on it today. I gave a couple albums a listen kind of through as I was moving around and woke up this morning. I was like, shit, I really got to make this decision. And what came out on top, I am, I'm surprised more than, more than anything is Post Malone's 12 carat toothache. I, we, maybe we should have saved this conversation for today, but I was shocked. And also like, finally that you came around to that. Yeah, like, again, all of the things I like the most, I initially don't like. Uh, well, you you had especially you hadn't even given, yeah, you hadn't even given Post Malone like a proper shot. Nope, nope really. Never. I was just like, not for me. 
it was basically like that type of music I just had skipped out on for a long time. Yeah. Um, but then the crazy thing is, you know, shouts out to YouTube. Occasionally putting interviews with Post Malone in front of me. He did like hot ones this year, I think. He did like a couple he, things that when it's an interesting person, I might li- I might watch it. Uh, he's just so like quirky and like a charis in the most charismatic. He's way. extremely charismatic. It's insane. But he also is just a, a he's just his, a dude. He's just a dude, and he does seem to be a dude who's trying to be a decent person. I'm yeah. not saying he's a great person. I don't know that, but like. He does seem to make a lot of good decisions about things he discusses and ways he shows up for fans and for people. Right, right. Um, there was that viral video of him with that little girl um, that she was just so excited to see him, or it was maybe a little boy. I don't remember. A kid, and he was just so sweet because he was he knew the kid was so nervous, and um, he was just like a cool guy. And I think I was like, man. I do just seem to be gravitating more and more towards people who seem to be kind. Well, it's um, it's like in music uh, it's or just, really anything. It's like such a a refreshing humility for an artist that like he is a mega super. He's a yeah. mega superstar at this point. Yeah, and like I don't know, I don't know if any of it. I I just don't know anything about like you know you never know anything about an artist of that level. He's so popular. Right. It could be highly tailored, but I don't, I don't know. It feels authentic um, insofar as things can. And also, it's like, there's just straight up good-ass songs on this. And yes. I think while it's one of those things where it's like not the most insanely or overtly dense lyrics throughout, but there's a lot of things that hit me as I was listening to it more closely. Um, and I was like, oh, he also just might be having a similar type of couple years as I think I've been having. And, you know, like, that's the cool thing about music. And I think that's the power of it. Right. Yep. Like, yep. is we could go back through doing this list again if the last year and a half, two years didn't have a pandemic in it. We might have completely different opinions of what our favorite albums of the year are. That's so true. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, but where I'm at right now, what this album deals with in terms of, you know, struggling to be the person you want to be, self-inflicted problems that you're putting in your life, um, struggling with just all sorts of excess. Like, I mean, um, you know, like I deal with that stuff, you know, it's always been something in my life and it just was like, Oh, but also, like, there's a lot of hope here. There's a lot of positivity. Or, and there's also just a lot of, you know, I'm, I'm going to still, I'm, I think I'm ready to fucking try. And I think that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, Cooped Up is a fucking 10 out of 10 song. Come on. <laughs> so good. Come on. So good. Come on. It, it, it's funny because, like, you're like, yeah, 12 carat toothache is like, I think it's going to be my list. I'm like, God damn, that's super <laughs> shocking yeah. um, for everything you just said. But also, I was like, I, Personally, I like Hollywood's Bleeding a little bit more oh, than 12 Carat Toothache. This is his worst but, reviewed album. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I was like, like It's crazy huh, that this is the one that huh. 
<laughs> like, like but, uh, but now I'm like, I was more his, excited. I'm like, his least oh, now <laughs> this is, don't worry, folks. I've already told him, like, he needs to go back and give beer bongs and Bentleys, like, a proper listen. Um, Absolutely excited to do it now. C- congratulations is, like, or, or not Stoney, Stoney is, like, he's kind of like the, a kid and just, like, making an album at, at that point. I think beer bongs and Bentley, you start seeing a little bit of what you talked about here lyr- lyrically, not entirely, but, like, some of those notes and tones hollywood's bleeding i think did a really good job of like his transition into like oh shoot now he's like really catapulted into fame you got multiple songs here that are close to two billion or in the billions of streams yeah so like at that point he's like really made it i mean pure punk's bentley was also huge but um those two are like for me i'm like these are like you have to go back and listen to this. So, so he will, folks. He will. I definitely it's, will. And it's exciting to like yeah. get your feedback on that. Yeah, I finally, you know, hey, maybe we'll do a, you know, there's so many podcasts that spin <laughs> off a podcast that's just about listening to a certain artist. Maybe we have yeah, a, yeah. a post-DMGT Malone podcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, that, that's uh, probably my last, that's my last surprise. I wanted to finish nice. with something close to home, but Danny, what's your next one? My next one is going to be my, uh, spoiler, my album of the year. And maybe not a huge surprise to a lot of people. Um, and it should be, because I think a lot of people still need to listen to it, uh, despite of it, its massive popularity. Bad Bunny's Un, Un Verano Sin Ti is, I get it, it's a massively popular album. It's, d- d- dude, Bad Bunny has like reached like streams in four or five years he's reached like drake and taylor swift numbers in a fraction of the time it is incredible and when you think about like oh um like tiktoks and like twitter stuff i'm like man why why is bad bunny taking or like i've never even heard of any of these songs i'm like oh shoot this is being driven almost entirely by the latin markets in the U.S. and outside of the U.S., the which Latin markets is fucking stream massive, music. They fucking stream massive, music. but never to this degree. Never to this degree yeah. has has an artist like encapsulated like all the like micro and niche places. Now, obviously, there's going to be some people who are like, "Oh, Bad Bunny, mainstream, blah 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 blah," for like Latin music and Latin music <laughs> listeners, and like I get. Danny. It's the same shit that we deal with in the U.S. This okay? album is 81 <laughs> minutes long. 82 minutes long. <laughs> it is It is way too damn long. Just after we're like, man, long albums. <laughs> and I movie. don't like this album. This is a like, movie. That is, listen, I wasn't movie. gonna... This doesn't mean that I don't have any problems with it. I do have problems with it. Surprisingly, though, most of it doesn't feel the same, which I think is why it works. Now, you have to go... I had to go through, like a couple of uh, phases of listens and like chunks for to get through the whole album. Cause just no shot. I'm not sitting an hour and 20 minutes through, through a record. It's way too damn long. <laughs> that's like, that's too long. That's too long to sit. You shouldn't do it, <laughs> but you get your classic, like bad bunny reggaeton, pop reggaeton shit. And then you get some more like Samba um, dance, dance music. And then he starts leaning into like indie uh collaborations and more um like niche uh latin music uh collaborations which i thought was super cool um the way the way that he did that so like uh, unless you're in this like in the space or familiar with like culture and stuff like you won't really understand 
but it's a really nice like encapsulation of like oh here's like the variety in latin music but also the variety that bad bunny himself now has created and the exposure that he's also like given some of these smaller artists like uh bomba stereo and the marias mm-hmm. huge fans huge fan of the marias Obviously, this one, like, really, like, you listen to it, it's like, oh, this is nothing like the normal, like, Bad Bunny, reggaeton, popular stuff you may hear, like, when you're out at a bar or wherever, because now you can hear it everywhere. Um, I do think my controversial thing, and I've had arguments to length with Lily about this, Mm -hmm. I do think that a song like Despacito is how Bad Bunny really enters the mainstream <laughs> I mean, it's and i'm not idea. saying that it's on the legs of that i'm saying that's a like, great song into into the american and u.s markets where like that was like the first one because then you had justin bieber get on that one and that was the first one where like english only speakers were like oh i'm listening to this spanish song where i don't understand most of what you're saying but this is kind of a bop yeah. now you move on what seven years later you have bad money with Probably the biggest record of the year, assuming that I, Taylor Swift doesn't just like completely in like the next month just completely take over, which shit, very that, possible. The Swifties possible, are man. hardcore, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's but that is that is my album of the year. There's a lot of there's just like uh range, there's so much range on this album that you wouldn't expect. Yeah, I, I have not listened to this album, um, but I will say one thing I have been randomly because i've listened to more spanish language music because like christine really likes it uh i like it uh as well you sent me a couple things this this last couple yeah. months but i've been getting some like spanish straight rap lately <laughs> dude it's maybe <laughs> the coolest sounding rap uh like of any like non-english rap or even also english but other countries right when i was listening i was like i this is so good uh so i you can have so much fun with like i need to (laughs) i need to get into it yeah yeah. Yeah. uh but it's so good um danny that's a it's a great pick really long good lord super um are all of his albums that long no sometimes no this is no this is Double it. Oh no. Well, one of them's pretty <laughs> no, well. Okay. One of them. He's yeah. you know, Some he's them, doing yeah. like prestige TV numbers and then he goes, This is the season finale of a game of yeah. thrones. <laughs> 80, 81 minutes. Yes. It's a movie. Um yeah, yeah. So my not surprising uh album, but of actually course. funnily enough, another Puerto Rican artist, Cohen Cambria. Uh Claudio Sanchez yep. specifically. Yep. Um Baxis too. I have to talk about it again even though we did already talk about it at length. Danny, you know how much I love Code and Cambria. Yep. And you also know how many albums they have. A lot. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's, uh, it's, man, it is. Kudos, they've been cranking one, out music it's for one, a long, two, three, long time. Four, five, six, or se- six and seven, depending on if you count. They released two albums kind of back-to-back, but they're part of the same thing. Eight, nine, this is their 10th album. And right now, because this is like a lifelong love of a band for me, right now, if you'd ask me my rankings, I put this in their top 
too. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, and in the community, that could be detrimental to say, because there's, they're one of these bands that, you know, started in that emo wave, turn of the turn of the 2000s, and just continued to put out music every couple of years, 10 albums. And people are obsessed with this band. Like, like, uh, People that are obsessed with My Chemical Romance are obsessed. People that are obsessed with like Linkin Park, like mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. level of obsession. And like, I'm here, we're continuing on the journey. Even bad albums, we will defend to our death. Like that kind of level of love of, of a band. Um, I just think that this is one of their most accomplished albums. Like it gives you every version of them that I think I love about it. Like they do some really just banger, straightforward pop coheed stuff. Yeah. And they do some of their best versions of that. They throw in some of his side projects, electronic music that, that really ruffles feathers in the coheed side of things. Of course. It does. Even though these people <laughs> all also love prize fighter Inferno. Very weird. Like color me shocked. <laughs> it's so color me shocked. Uh, it's a fickle community, just it, like, listen, I'm a huge Lincoln yeah. Parkhead, and they're yeah. j- the same. They're exactly the same. Yeah, like, uh, what if I came in and I said, uh, my favorite Lincoln Park album is uh, the remix album that they released after they released their, like, hybrid theory. There was, like, one where they did a redo <laughs> of it thing. It's like an offshoot yeah, yeah. one. Reanimation, yeah, yeah. Reanimation, yeah. What if I said that? Would people be pissed? No, they'd be like, <laughs> okay, it's a good one. It's <laughs> okay, a good remix right. one. Um, but. But yeah, like um, it has some beautiful lyrics, uh, some really wonderful harmonies. I don't think Claudio has sounded better ever. Like truly, he sounds incredible. Uh, The production is one of their best uh, of the last five or six albums, I would say. Um, That that piece is the one that always shocks me, but go for it. What do you mean? Just because of... um... The production style. We we talked about this yeah. when, when the album dropped. Zach, really, Zach Cervini, like, the producer, makes like usually produces music for bands that I may have a tendency to listen to, but not you so much. Right, right. And then uh I think that also really hit home once I listened to the vinyl because it really opened up the album. It is so much going on that it, it gets compressed on streaming a little bit. That makes um, sense. If you listen to it on a vinyl, I think it's the best way to listen to this album. Maybe even a CD. I don't know. Uh, I'm not saying vinyl is the best only version. Um, and then it ends with like 20 minutes of just oh, so cool, so much fucking prog. I just remember that fucking That's so, shit. It is a super cool ending, and it's, yeah. you're just like fuck. <laughs> like they just are like, and yeah. and the thing is. I think the coolest thing is they were so scared initially of this album, uh, the band. Oh, they interesting. Were, like, they were like Claudio was like on Twitch streams and like occasionally he'd mention like, we're like, we're this album might challenge you guys. Like we're doing some stuff that yeah. like is a little different for us. I could see that. Mm-hmm. And we know that you guys love what we do. Uh, and they so much so that they did not play 
Ladders of Supremacy on tour because they were worried that people were going to hate it. That is crazy. It is their best it's, fucking song. It's such song. a good song. <laughs> it is one of the coolest songs they've ever done. And they that transition, there's like a transition dude. at like the three minute mark or something like that. It's so dude, cool. It's, it's, it's so, so cool. fucking good. Um, so, I mean, man, I, I just, I keep going back to it. It's such a fun album. It has my, probably my favorite lyric. Uh, he does this thing on Beautiful Losers, and this will be my last thing, where in the chorus, uh, he every time the chorus happens three times he changes the end word um to one of the refrains so the first chorus mm. he says run like they're out for your blood um and then the next chorus for that that lyric run like they're out for first blood and then the final one is run like the dead have risen and just saying those gave me frisson, straight up, like because it's such a little thing of detail. Yeah, and this album is so full of that level of craftsmanship, and like they are a craftsmanship type of band. Um, just like I'm like that is such a cool little thing. There's callbacks to their old albums. They turn those lyrics on their head. Uh from a different perspective of growth. Um, man, Coheed's a great album, a great band to get old to. And I hope they keep going, you know? They just announced yeah. they just announced their, their next cruise, because Coheed does a cruise now. Once a year, they do a fucking cruise with all of, like, a bunch of emo <laughs> bands. Seriously. Oh, man. Like, Taking Back Sunday was on last one. Anthony Green's on this one. Okay. Uh, it's, like, two grand. For like four days, you get two coheed shows. And you're considering it. And you're considering it. Of course, I'm considering it. I don't know, honestly. I don't know if I'm deep enough. Even though I am in the top zero one percent of coheed listeners on Spotify, (laughs) I might not be deep enough, man. Like, I'd be. You say that now. You say that now. He says as he looks up at his coheed bandana that's framed above his work computer. Yeah, maybe I'm not deep enough. I only have a framed fucking bandana. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, I'm literally looking up at a uh, backstage pass from 2010 Lincoln Park, uh, along with the uh, assigned A Thousand Sons album, like right <laughs> above my desk too. So like, I get it. I get it. I'm not here to judge. I mean, we we care about the stuff even when we know it's not cool, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah. These are these are our two where it's like, yeah, I know, I know. I it's know, not yeah. like traditionally uh music it's not, not cool hip. but i it's don't care hip, i don't care don't care um <laughs> so that's my i would say that is my album of the year hell yeah hell yeah Danny, it, we're going, listen, we're I like going long as hell today uh, we are we are not getting to the call of duty stuff i'm <laughs> sorry. sorry but really quick pretend that this is like a commercial we only have like a minute uh quick thoughts multiplayer call of duty go no, no, no. We'll no, do this oh, later because I'm going to go. He's, I'm going to go. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't because I'm going to go. I kind of uh, wanted to get you going. I don't hate it. I don't hate it, but it is a rant. I do have okay, a rant okay, prepared. Right, right. I we'll, don't we'll, hate it. We'll I'm, do enjoy- I'm having we'll do fun. I wish I was having more fun. Uh, 
there are reasons for that. Uh, dude, it's God of War night. It's God of War night. But Danny, we have to get to two more albums. <laughs> no, we don't. We said three. Oh, and then our, our shared share. ones. We're oh going to go quick because we have okay, talked yeah, about yeah. one of them a shitload on this podcast. Yes, yes. Denzel Curry's Melt My Eyes, See Your Future. I think Honestly, this was almost my album of the year. And I think collectively of the DMGT Brain Trust, this is our bridged album of the year. Yes, yes. I w- I, yes, I'd agree with that. It's mm-hmm. fucking front to back amazing. The concert experience brought it back to my rotation, kept it there. It's so good. Denzel Curry is so amazing. Goddamn, what an album. I remember, uh, I, I just remember specifically a, a conversation you and I had in 2016, 2017. Um, and I was like, do you listen to Denzel Curry? And you're like, yeah, not really, not that much. He's like, I've, you, you were like, I've heard uh, Clout Cobain. Um, and I'm like, you should listen to Denzel Curry. Um, and then you didn't. And then you listened to uh, Taboo with uh, Kenny Beats. Yep. And you're like, dude, Denzel Curry's cool as shit. I'm like... I know. I'm so glad you came around to that. I know. That's, I'm not even going to be like, I put you on. I'm like, I'm just glad you came around to that. And I'm glad we went to that show because we, we've gushed to length yes. to yeah. ad nauseum. Ad nauseum. But this is, this is our col- uh, combined album of the year. Yes, yep. for sure. Get the vinyl. Also, dude, that hat I bought is such a cool hat. His hats are awesome. Oh, uh, my shirt. I, got, I get compliments dope. on my shirt all the time. Me too. All the did, time. Which one did you buy? The uh, the samurai one. I with bought the, the gun white one, white and red. The the John Wayne one. Every time I mm-hmm. every time I go out, someone's like, "What is that shirt?" I'm like, "Oh, it's it's a rapper." And they're like, "Okay." <laughs> it's usually like <laughs> people that are like, "Is that some old western that I should go see?" Like, I usually I get like, "Is that like an anime I haven't seen?" I'm like, "It's Denzel Curry." Well, I think he watches anime, so yeah, sure. he definitely watches anime. <laughs> uh, his uh, initial Kenny Beats freestyle is like ninety percent anime. Lear, oh yeah like oh yeah it's like uh attack and titan and dragon ball z references and other anime yeah. that i don't oh, watch yeah. so. he's 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 super into it um danny and then i think our local fave album we gotta have a local one gotta have a local, one, gotta have a local yeah. one in here uh namdi please have a seat so good it's very good um i've been giving it a couple extra listens uh thinking we were going to talk about it and I think similar to, in ways, similar to Post Malone, kind of content-wise, he's talking about a lot of things kind of within his mind, his brain. It's very personal. It's super varied. Like, if you want basically any type of sound, this album has it. Uh, Yeah. It's a really beautiful, complete project uh, where ready to run the motifs of that song kind of play in parts of the album and then really the circle fully closes uh with some days where he brings back kind of a lot of the musical thoughts of of uh, the first track um it's beautiful at times it's challenging at times it's funny there's like good funny lines in it like of him just being kind of a, there's a song called smartass and it's just like, yeah. yeah, sometimes he's a little fucking asshole. And he knows that, <laughs> but he's like, shit, man. Sometimes it happens, sometimes you are. Like, it's a, it's a really fun album. I think it's his, and I love Brat. I love Brat. It's, that, that, that's, I mean, that's an interesting, like, aside I want to, like, throw in there, too, because it's, 
it would have been so easy for him to like because it's this is obviously isn't getting as much noise as Brett did. And I think it was a very intentional decision on his end, just yep. like just on my initial like listen and a half of, of this album. And when you look at like some of the interviews and like why and stuff like he just just wasn't for him. He did like six local shows in the Midwest and that's like fucking it for this album. Yep. Yep. And I mean, I wish I wish there was a little bit more, but but I also I get it. I get why uh, based on like the lyrical content and like the, the song. The I don't want to be famous. About. Right. <laughs> Literally, it says I don't want to be famous. Um, but it's all it's also just like a cool change of pace. And, and like, yeah, similar to like the Post Malone stuff that you were talking about, like uh, like personality wise, where it's like, yeah, I just want to make music is what this strikes me as. And like, here's how I'm feeling based on like some of the success that I've run into already and like maybe not it, it not being exactly what he wanted it to be or what he thought it was yeah. going to be which turns out makes for great musical content it really so. does yeah um, it's a good listen it's, it's a, a good it's listen a good that's listen. also a shared one yeah uh, i haven't cracked the vinyl i got yet i haven't uh haven't opened it but i'm very excited cuz there's so much going on musically in the in it like it's just he's he is shockingly talented um so good it's truly crazy multi-instrumentalist produced it wrote it he produces everything he's it's 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 astounding like it's astounding um he's so good give him a listen uh i really hope he plays a show before the end of the year in chicago and we just can like go one more. Yeah, just yeah. one more. Like, let us give you like money for the holiday season, man. Just do a show in like December. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> give us more, one more Talia Hall. Like we, yeah. we totally missed like, that. Like, we, we totally just, missed I just, that. Yeah. I straight up missed it, and I'm so pissed. I was out of the city that weekend, and I came back, and I was like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but oh, it's a really great album, Danny. The faves of the year, they're starting to flow. They're starting to flow. We, we got more. This isn't even an extensive, exhaustive list. We're going to have a blog post up and maybe a YouTube video, too, to Who get knows? some more thoughts on some other stuff that we like. We got tech coming up. We got games coming up. We got TV and media and, and just random things that we just liked this year. Um, so stay tuned. Give us a follow. Uh, I think that's it. I think that is it danny we have to go wait another hour for our god of wars to unlock because i think it's at 11 wait it's at 11 right it's at 11 i cannot wait i'm gonna stay up for at least an hour can not wait i'm so excited ready for this i hope it's as good as i want it to be i still haven't really consumed (laughs) anything outside of like I've been riding the hype like train. I've been, I've been purposely. You've been riding the hype train too. I'm like, free I want to go train. in blind. I want to go like, in entirely blind. I've only seen anything like they all of the stuff that was like we could only show you gameplay from the first five hours, and I'm like, cool. And they're like, they're like, also basically this is all the first like 25 minutes, and I'm like, what the fuck? It's gonna be a crazy game. <laughs> I'm so I, I like accidentally clicked into a Twitch stream earlier today because oh. I thought it was just like, oh, they're playing regular God of War. It's like, oh, this is Ragnarok. Click out, click out, click out. I immediately clicked out. I was like, ah, no. Rough. That's a Atreus's voice is older. Uh, I'm ready. I'm so ready. All right. Bye. Okay, bye.